0: Hey guys, welcome back to Curiously Kristen. This is episode two and we are not a statistic today. I am pumped about this. Quick call back to episode one. I did mention that there is a very surprising, to me anyways, statistic that 26% of all podcasts only have one episode. So in creating this second episode right now, I'm in the top 75%. Good for me. (laughs) But seriously, that's still really crazy to me. And we are not a statistic. We are keeping things moving. So today, what I want to talk about is this quote I really, really love. Uh, It's Jim Rohn. So he's an American entrepreneur and author. And I've heard Tony Robbins quote this guy. I've heard... Jay Shetty, another favorite thinker of mine, quote him, um, it's very simple, but very powerful. And the quote is to stand guard at the door of your mind. Um, so basically choosing which thoughts you allow in and which ones you do not. Um, you know, being from LA, I like the analogy of maybe imagine that your mind is this exclusive club and you're the bouncer right you get to choose which thoughts you you know provide admission to and which ones you deny admission to um another analogy i once heard is to imagine your mind is like a cozy home maybe in the middle of the woods or something but there is a storm raging outside so you're you know inside and you're watching the rain pummel everything it hits Trees are falling, maybe thunder is clapping in the distance, it's chaotic and scary, you know? But you are inside. You're safe and warm where you have decided what temperature the thermostat is on. You've maybe built yourself a nice crackling fire. You're watching the new episode of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know, that's what I'm on right now. Whatever streaming show you're on. You've decided to mindfully maintain your optimal homeostasis, regardless of that crazy weather happening outside. You observe the weather from a place of curiosity and non-judgment without immersing yourself in it. It actually reminds me of, um, I do the seven-minute daily calm meditations on the Calm app. I'm a big proponent of that. Hashtag not an ad. I just like it. Um, So there was one daily calm where they say that we're not in a mood. A mood is in us. So it's really, it's the inverse, right? That figure of speech should actually be inverted because we are not in the mood. The mood is the thing that is in us temporarily. We're the one experiencing the emotions. We're the one feeling the feelings and we may not control what emotions come up, but we do control our response to those emotions. So we can choose to pause to notice our body and our mind's first reaction to something, and then to consciously choose what our response will be. And it's really important to recognize that a lot of the time we didn't cause the storm. You know, We don't have to judge ourselves for the feelings that arise. I believe that at least when it comes to emotions, that really nothing is random. A lot of times we're triggered because of something that happened to us in our past we're responding to a similar situation in the present based on some autopilot setting developed from our past it's the way our neural pathways have now been wired based on our experiences I mean, shit, like to this day, I will never forget this sleepover I went to in the fifth grade. I'm not going to name names at the off chance they ever hear this, but it was at one of the popular girls' houses, which I definitely was not one of those, but she lived down the street. Our parents were friends. She probably just felt like she had to invite me. Um, But I remember waking up, to an empty room everyone else there was already in the kitchen eating breakfast um p.s i also fell asleep first so they did some pretty fucked up stuff to me when i was asleep when i woke up everybody was already out of the room eating breakfast so i'm about to open the door to join them and then i hear one of them say don't you guys like it better when Kristen isn't here so of course i immediately start bawling packing my things in a panic and i run out of the house without looking at any of them and i run home and cry to my mom um the point is that like that might seem small relative to other traumas that happen but the point is the trauma stays with us i'll probably do several future episodes on inner child work um shout out to dr nicole Lapera, pera by the way she on instagram is the holistic psychologist and her book, How to Do the Work, is game-changing, just in terms of understanding your own childhood trauma. Um, But for now, we will just say that we all store childhood trauma in our body and in our psyche. (laughs) And when things happen in our adulthood that triggers that trauma, we feel it all over again, and sometimes very acutely, and especially if we never processed it to begin with. And this is why I think we should all go to therapy. neither here nor there. So I listen to a lot of guided meditations also, and there's one quote in particular that probably comes up more than any other one that's related to this concept of standing guard at the door of your mind. It's a Viktor Frankl quote, and it says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. I freaking love this quote. It's actually written on the whiteboard right behind me here in my home office. Um, I just believe that there is such a distinction between responding and reacting. And the second we react instead of respond, we're allowing temporary circumstances to control us, to dictate our mood. Um, In mindfulness practice, this is sometimes referred to as, quote, biting the hook. So biting the hook is basically, it basically means just acting on first impulse, not pausing or giving yourself a beat to choose your response. Um, For me, the ability to respond instead of react has been one of the greatest material benefits of meditation, like observing when emotions come up for you in difficult situations and observing them with curiosity instead of judgment. Recognizing how those emotions are manifesting in your body, maybe it's a lump in your throat or clenched fists, maybe your jaw is tightening or you have tension in your shoulders, they're up by your ears. There's a lot of ways that these things physically manifest, but noticing those things and then thoughtfully choosing how to respond has maybe been the biggest mindset game changer for me in in probably the last like five years. I mean, I actually have an example of this from just yesterday, so I was flying home from a friend's wedding in Cancun And I'm sure we can all agree that travel days are some of the most high-stress days So I am sitting at the back of a plane and feeling a shit-ton of anxiety I'm waiting to get off and I am manically checking my Fitbit, you know, for the time every 20 seconds the plane I'm on it was late departing And now it's taxiing it's been over 40 minutes we're waiting for another plane to pull out of our gate my connection was already razor thin to begin with and at this point my next flight has already begun boarding so i was told by the airline person that i'd have to go through customs because i'm coming from you know mexico to the us to get my bag at baggage claim recheck it and then take the train to my next gate which was like four terminal stops away So very stressed out and I started just doing my, um, I do this thing called boxed breathing. I don't know if any of you have heard of that, but it's very helpful and I suggest trying it in moments of intense stress and anxiety. So it's very simple. Basically, you just breathe in for four seconds, you hold that breath at the top for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, and you hold it at the bottom for four seconds. So four, 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 four. And I just did that for several consecutive minutes, and I'm sure that I looked a little nuts to some people, but like, whatever. It helped me to not lose it. And beyond that, I'm very unlikely to see any of these people on this plane ever again, so really, who cares? So once I finally got off the plane, I obviously broke into a dead sprint, uh, somehow miraculously made that connecting flight, thank you to the universe for that. Um, But I think the hardest part of those situations is having to recognize when we have zero control over something, when the circumstances are just not in our favor and just having to be okay with that. Um, But also understanding that, you know, a lot of the time the worst case scenario won't be that bad in situations like this. Sometimes it's bad, and we all jump to that uh, catastrophizing place where we we wanna think through the worst case scenario so that we can mentally prepare ourselves for it happening. Um, I will probably do an episode on that as well, note to self. Uh, (laughs) But for this one, the worst case scenario basically would have meant waiting around for five hours until the next flight, which would have sucked, but I could have found you know, productive ways to fill that time. Like I could have scripted out this very podcast, for example. Um, So the point is this for every line we get in at the grocery store. That looks like it's the shortest, but then it takes the longest. And for every screaming child on a plane, for every asshole who cuts us off in traffic, for every work email you get asking you for something that you already sent, just remember this, you get to choose your response you get to not let those inevitable inconveniences and annoyances and triggering events provoke you into a blind rage. (laughs) You get to keep your power and not let your mood be dictated by what happens to you that's not in your control. And in those moments that you pause and you choose your response mindfully, fucking be proud of yourself. Like this sounds simple, but it is not a simple thing to actually do or remember to do. And most people don't do it. We kind of just allow ourselves to get swept away in the storm of our day-to-day struggles. And I'm so guilty of that as well, and that's why they say meditation is a practice. I don't definitely do not do this every time, but in those moments where I do, I'm like, "Oh damn. It's working." <laughs> and it's amazing to actually observe your thoughts and remind yourself that you are not your thoughts. You are just the one having your thoughts. So from now on, you, my friend, you are standing guard at the door of your mind. Till next time, I want you to honor yourself, choose yourself, and always love yourself first. Thank you for listening.